What's going on there, youth workers? Paul Turner here from the DiscipleProject.net and your host of the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. How are you today? Are you overstuffed? Are you still eating leftover turkey sandwiches, which is nothing wrong with that? I love some leftover turkey sandwiches. But I didn't come to you today to talk about leftovers. I came to talk to you about your core values. Do you have core values? Do you have some core values in your youth ministry? Because if you don't, I have some to share with you today. And they're, they're not my core values. I actually took them, lifted them, borrowed them, revealing them. That's a good word. I'm revealing them to you. They are Nick Sirianni's core values for the Philadelphia Eagles, whom I hate, which I'll get into later. So yes, if you're trying to build a successful youth ministry, if you're trying to build a culture of successful youth ministry, I think these core values are going to help you. At least it's a place to start. It's a place to explore. It's a place you can compare what you currently have to what you could have. And I believe he has a great set of core values that I think if you pick them up and lifted them up and put them on top of your youth ministry, they could be a template of sorts. And that's my job today is break that down for you and show you how you might be able to use these in your youth ministry. And listen, if you are brand new to this podcast, thank you for being here. Thank you for checking it out today. I appreciate your time and your attention. Appreciate you just coming in and kicking the tires and seeing if this is a podcast that you want to subscribe to, that you want to have be updated with every week. And I hope that you do. So take a listen. And if you enjoy it, hit that subscribe button. And if you're a regular, as always, all my OGs, my day ones, you guys that have been around forever, Thank you for listening and being a part today. Thank you for being a part of this community. And you know what? It's not even Thanksgiving. It's post-Thanksgiving. And guess what? I'm still thankful for you. Now, before I get into breaking down these core values, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by My Youth Ministry Playbook 2024. That's right. It's out. It's ready to go. It is there for you to get and start building a successful youth ministry in your church. And it is jam-packed. It is the largest, most practical, most thorough playbook I have put together to date. Included in this guide, you're going to get all your 2024 calendars. You're going to get seven different guides. They are Youth Pastors Guide to Trips, Youth Pastors Guide to Creating a Code of Conduct, Youth Pastors Guide to Planning Your Christmas Party, and the brand new Youth Pastors Guide to Camp. In addition to the guides, you're also going to get my Youth Meeting Playbook, which is also jam-packed with articles on how to have a great youth meeting. And that comes with 52 planning sheets, over a dozen of my best youth ministry articles, over a dozen checklists and forms and worksheets. And it also has a seven-part goal-setting course that has both the worksheets and the audio. It's a great tool to have for you and your team as you begin to plan your goals for 2024. So if this sounds of interest to you, if you want to build a successful youth ministry in 2024, you feel like maybe you're lacking some skills or you're lacking some confidence, this will give you both of those. And like you've heard me say before on the podcast, I believe that a disorganized youth ministry has zero chance of success, while an organized youth ministry is limitless in its opportunities to be successful. So if you're ready to start building a successful youth ministry in 2024, and you want to be organized, the links for the playbook will be down below. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about culture. 
let's talk about Nick Sirianni, head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. And like I said, I hate the Eagles because I'm a Giants fan. Yes, I'm petty. I'm a little salty considering my Giants are in the toilet this year and the Eagles are probably going back to the Super Bowl. Regardless of my feelings towards the Eagles, I like Nick Sirianni. He's a passionate leader. He loves the game of football. Now, before you think that I have turned this podcast into a sports talk podcast, I want to ask you, what is your plan to change the culture of your youth ministry in 2024? Do you have one? Do you need one? I would say you do if you want to build a championship youth ministry that wins kids to Christ and wants to disciple them into lifetime followers of Jesus. Nick Sirianni has a playbook for building team culture, and I'm stealing it, and you should too. Nick has five core values that he tries to drive home with his team, and he established these right when he got the Philadelphia head coaching job. And the first core value that he has is connect and trust. Nick wants his players to know each other because, in his words, connecting with each other is step one, and the ultimate goal of knowing each other is trust, and that gets built through time. If you've listened to any pregame locker room speeches uh, or those fiery speeches a player gives on the field with its starting players, you may have heard them say something to the effect of fight for each other or fight for the man next to you. How do you get students to fight for each other? Let me share how I do it. Camp, mission trips, and retreats are my core connection builders. These are trips which cause students to bond uh, out of survival, if nothing else. But I design events like this with connection in mind, and trust is the long-term goal. If I have successful youth meetings during the year, it's probably because of the connections and trust built through those three events. The second core value that Nick Sirianni has is compete with each other. And I think, he says, I think competition is such a big thing that we want to establish here and build on here, which sounds strange to apply it to a youth ministry, but stay with me. If your youth group is anything like mine, they love weekly games and competition, but this is not the kind of competition I'm talking about. Consider this verse, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, Hebrews 10.24. And that word spur is a good word for competition. Think of the spur on a cowboy. They were worn to help goad their horse in the right direction. Consider what the website Ofina says about spurs. Spurs are made to help the rider to direct the horse better. Mainly, riding spurs make the horse react to smaller aids, thus making riding easier. For instance, many slow horses require the help of a spur or riding crop to keep their pace. The word spur in Greek means stimulation or provocation. Competition is not just about seeing who is better, but about getting better together. Competition is the seed that makes all ships rise. Challenge your kids to out-love each other, out-serve each other, and out-be kind to one another. The third core value is accountability. My job is to hold everybody accountable. Hold the players accountable for what they do on the field and hold the coaches accountable. But then I also want the coaches and players around to hold me accountable because we're all in this together, says Sirianni. Accountability is a two-way street. Nick doesn't believe he gets a pass because he's the coach. He believes in mutual accountability. 
Just because you're the youth pastor doesn't mean you're not accountable to your students. In fact, you have greater accountability. Luke 12, 4 says, Everyone to whom much was given, of him much will be required. And from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand the more. And James 3, 1, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. Accountability is not about policing each other or gathering legalistic gotcha moments. Real accountability is born out of love produced by Nick's first core value, connection resulting in trust. Build accountability in others by first holding yourself accountable for the standards you set for both your faith and the standards of your youth ministry. The fourth core value is smart football or your football IQ. I would say it's about smart faith. You've heard coaches talk about a player's football IQ and how much they know about the game, the rules, or the plays, the better that player can become. In other words, they are always learning. Nick says of this, so if we can know what to do as far as our assignments, then our talent can shine. And then also being a very smart situational football team. The more you know your assignment, the greater you can shine. Knowledge precedes success. Having informational knowledge, though, can only take you so far, as the scripture says. Now, about food sacrificed to idols, we know that we all possess knowledge, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. 1 Corinthians 8.1. You don't need a high IQ in youth ministry where you know the history of youth ministry to be a good youth pastor or a coach. I mean, it wouldn't hurt, but a youth pastor's EQ or emotional quotient or emotional intelligence is far more important than a youth pastor's IQ. Here are some examples of emotional intelligence. Reading the room and knowing what to say in the moment. Emotional flexibility. Resilience in the face of change active listening, compassion for others. The more you increase your EQ, your emotional intelligence, the greater chance your students will catch on and start to emulate it. And Nick's fifth and final core value is fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. Nick says, if I can get a player to start believing, if I can beat him with fundamentals, that's my edge. Football fundamentals vary from position to position. A defensive lineman's fundamentals include things like stance, techniques, block recognition, footwork, and pass rush, which is different from wide receivers' fundamentals, which are route running, knowledge of the game, and hand-eye coordination. For the student following Jesus, I believe the fundamentals are prayer, Bible study versus Bible reading, sharing your faith, and testimony. These are skills that can be learned and practiced over and over until they become second nature as the student partners with the Holy Spirit for help and guidance. And I believe discipleship has its fundamentals beyond those skills, like these fundamentals from my book, The Disciple Project, Raising Up a New Generation of Doers, link in the description. There's the fundamental of love, the fundamental of humility, the fundamental of holiness, the fundamental of persistence, and the fundamental of progress. No teacher, no coach, no youth pastor has one practice or one class or one meeting teaches the fundamentals, and then says, okay, I've taught you, now you're ready. No, that's not how it works. Practice is for practicing the fundamentals, honing your skills, spurring one another to excel in the fundamentals so that when the game 
or the game of life happens, the fundamentals of faith will kick in. So in conclusion, I am not rooting for the Eagles. I can't. It's not in my nature. But I am rooting for Nick Sirianni to build a culture of not just great football players, but of great men. Now, if he can just teach his fans not to throw batteries, we'll be good. Good luck with that, Nick. And that is today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that it brought you great value. And if it did, be sure to go ahead and leave some stars and a review wherever you may be listening to this. And remember, if you want your very own playbook to go ahead and call the plays out of for your youth ministry, the link for my youth ministry playbook is down in the show notes. Thanks again for listening today. And don't forget, if nobody has told you lately that you're doing a great job, let me tell you, you're doing a great job and you're only going to get better. And go Giants. Better luck next year.